The book of Proverbs. So find a Bible and find Proverbs. Uh, it's right next to the Psalms. It's kind of in the middle of the, old, uh, middle of the Bible, really. Hey, uh, let me tell you something before I read my text. Um, I saw YouTube this week, which I understand now is the, the number one uh, social media format. But it's about eight minutes. You can find it, too. And it was a panel discussion. It had four men on it, of course, R.C. Sproul, um, Mark Deaver, Ligon Duncan, and John MacArthur. And the question was put to R.C., how frequently should the church observe the Lord's Supper? And uh, R.C. took the microphone and kind of paused a minute or two, well, a few seconds, and he finally said, um, I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard R.C. Sproul say, I don't know about anything. Um, but, but it was interesting to hear those four men uh, discuss that question because none of them really knew. None of them really uh, would, would dogmatize a position of, this is how frequently you should um, ha- observe the Lord's Supper. Well, here at Grace Van, we do it once a month, as you know. And let me tell you why we do it once a month. Because your preacher is so bad. Because for the other three Sundays, I can just confuse the heck out of you, and you can walk out of here wondering, what the world, what in the heck was that all about? But when this sacrament is served, the gospel is so clearly present um, in the broken body and shed blood of Christ. And not only that, you get to handle it. You get to touch it. That is, these elements which signify such, such sin, the centrality of the Christian message is going to be brought to you where you sit. It's not going to be confusing. It's very simple, and the gospel is clear in this sacrament. I'll tell you another reason why we do it once a month. One of these days when you replace me, and I know that many of you are thinking, oh, will the day really come quickly? But um, if you ever hire a liberal around here may the fleas of a thousand camels nest in your armpits but if you do um whereas you might not hear the gospel from that pulpit you'll hear it once a month from this sacrament ladies and gentlemen this is this is the gospel to the eye in this sacrament that's why we do it once a month because um, we think it's clearly or it it states the gospel more clearly than at any other time in the course of the month. Now, with that said, uh, follow as I read from the book of Proverbs, chapter 9. I should read the whole chapter, but in the interest of time, I won't. I'll read only the first six verses. Proverbs chapter 9 at verse 1 reads like this. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beast. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her young women to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sins, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live walk in the way of insight the grass withers and the flower fades but the word of our god this word endures forever 
Guys, if you don't know much about the book of Proverbs, let me tell you real quickly. Um, primarily, it is a book written by a father to his son or sons. Um, if you don't believe me, uh, chapter 1, verse 8, hear my son, chapter 2, verse 1, my son, chapter 3, verse 1, my son, chapter 4, verse 1, hear my sons, uh, chapter 5, verse 1, my son, chapter 6, verse 1, my son, <clears throat> all these early chapters open as the father is speaking to his son or sons. The father, of course, is, is Solomon. And he is uh, speaking to his which son we're not told, but we know he had a lot of them. So he's either speaking to one individual son or a lot of sons. And, and what he is doing is that he is giving to his sons counsel. He is trying to train his sons up rightly by, by giving them wise counsel. Um, and the one area that gets mentioned so frequently in these early chapters of, of Proverbs is um, the son's relationship to members of the opposite gender. But in this chapter, as well as others, there is a contrast between lady wisdom and lady folly. I didn't read this, but if you look at verse 13, the woman of folly is loud. So what the father is doing is trying to counsel his son by contrasting wisdom versus folly, foolishness. It says in verse 3 and 4, wisdom calls out to the simple ones. Um, simple ones who love their simplicity. And, and Lady Wisdom pleads with these simple men to follow her counsel as opposed to the counsel of Lady Folly that is introduced in verse 13. Um, both women, Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly, both of them, invite the young men to pursue well to pursue something lady wisdom wants them to pursue her lady folly wants them to pursue their ungodly lifestyle which leads to calamity says chapter 1 verse 27 in chapter 7 verse 22 it says it's like it's like an ox going to the slaughter. Um, choosing between wisdom and folly. It's choosing between life and death. Chapter 8, verse 35. Um, he who commits adultery lacks sense. He who dis does it destroys himself. Um, when you, when you um, pursue wisdom... You gain life, verse 35 of chapter 8. Whoever finds me finds life. But to choose folly, chapter 9, verse 18, he who does not know what the dead are, that the dead are there, that are guests are in the depths of Sheol. Do you see that, ladies and gentlemen? To pursue wisdom is life. To pursue folly is death. Uh, here in chapter 9, both wisdom and folly set a table. They invite to a meal. 
um, there is a table of wisdom and there's a table of folly. There are, there are two tables. Now, the thing that I found so interesting is that Paul uses that same language of two tables when he is discussing this sacrament. Chapter 10 of verse, 1 Corinthians, verse 21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Did you hear it? Two tables. A table of the Lord, a table of demons. A table of wisdom, a table of folly. And folks, you cannot accept both invitations. You choose between wisdom and folly. Folly leads to death. Wisdom leads to life. The one table points you to Jesus, who, by the way, is called the wisdom of God in 1 Corinthians 1. Jesus offers a banquet of wisdom, and he does it by offering himself. The gospel, ladies and gentlemen, is a message that invites us to a banquet a banquet hosted by incarnate wisdom. So choosing which table and which table friends is a critical decision. Um, it's, it's the lesson that Solomon so desperately wants to teach his sons. And it's the lesson that the Apostle Paul wants to teach us. You cannot sit at the table of the Lord and the table of demons. You accept one of those invitations and the other one gets left behind. Um, wisdom offers a feast that results in wisdom. Folly offers a, a meal that leads to destruction. Guys, this is called the Lord's table. And it issues an invitation. But here, it is not only wisdom that is being offered you. It is wisdom and forgiveness, wisdom and salvation that's being offered you at this table. If you ignore this table or avoid this table or scoff at this table... Wisdom is not the only thing that you will forfeit. Guys, don't be fooled. There are two tables today. There is one that offers a meal that will make you sick and ultimately destroy you. You will be gorged on folly. On the other hand, this table offers you a meal that feasts upon a, upon a Savior whose broken body and shed blood is the very essence of what we hope in for our, the forgiveness of our sin. I love this book of Proverbs. 
because it's a father who's pleading with his son. But I'm a pastor, and I'm pleading with you. Choose wisdom, not folly. Our Father, I pray that you will remind your people that what we're doing here today is, um, is, it can be a real uh, fork in the road for so many. We choose to chase after Christ and his table, or we listen to Lady Folly, who would woo us to another meal that will destroy us. Would you make it that clear, O oh God, that there are only two options, one offered by wisdom, the other offered by foolishness? M might you al not allow anyone in this room to choose folly? Meet us here, O oh God. Meet us here for Jesus' sake. Amen.